Hey guys, in this next episode we're going to be talking about mental illness and we will also be talking about suicide and self-harm. So if you're very sensitive to topics like this, it might be better for you not to listen. But this is a trigger warning. Hope you enjoy. everyone welcome to a new episode of in other words with danielle and zara so this is a podcast where we talk about a wide variety of different subjects from the idolization of leaders to the fears of our generation mm-hmm. so in other words we talk about all, all the, the things. things right so today we're on our second episode of mental, mental health, health march. march and because of that we are promoting seeking professional help yes and you'll see why in our episode today yes so um yeah we do believe that it's really important to talk about how you're feeling so last episode it was about talking to friends all that and now if you need to go further than that therapy and counseling and psychology those are all very helpful things and it doesn't make you crazy it doesn't make you crazy so today Zara is going to be sharing her story with us yes. and she's been through a lot so it's Yay. going to be an interesting one and I think most people don't really know these yeah. things about Zara so she's being very brave. So yeah, are you ready? I'm ready but before that I have to ask, Yes. how do you do? I that was my Bridgerton version of how, <laughs> Bridgerton version? <laughs> my Bridgerton version of how are you? How do you do? How do you do? I do very well, thank you. I am... <laughs> I have one week left of my term, which is wild because, I mean, with my honours class, we started on the 1st of Feb, so I've pretty much completed six weeks already. Wow. And I mean, most people are only starting class on the 15th of March, which is wild. So it's nice to be along with that. And I really had to start thinking about my big old... Well, they're not calling it a thesis, but it's a a research assignment. It's a thesis. Yeah, but it's it's shorter than a normal thesis. Much shorter much shorter than a normal thesis so that will be interesting also a little bit stressful but you know what i can deal i back and how are you i'm all right i had a better week this week than i did last week um i'm just very very nervous today you're going to do so well i already know it's 100 thank you do you want to start yes i don't have anything to ask you yes you have a plan (laughs) i do so i think I'm just going to be chatting about just my mental health journey. So I won't get into too much of the like personal issues I've dealt with. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, everyone has had personal struggles. So Mm -hmm. just more like how it's affected me. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, just some backstory kind of thing. The things that have really fed into me just being a little bit emotionally unstable at times is just the fact that um, my dad's been on permanent paternity leave. Mm-hmm. love that so he's just love that for you not been a part of my life yeah. um and then yeah i had a very volatile five years in high school it was very difficult saw a lot of like mental health play out before me or mental illness play out before me and alcoholism and abuse and all of that fun stuff mm-hmm. so that like it just added to to my mental health struggle yeah but yeah, I've divided it like year by year okay. so that we can just kind of chat because things really started playing up when I got to high school. But in primary school, I pretty much like thrived, if you, you were will. You doing all the things. I was doing I don't even, most. I didn't even know you, but you were doing all the things. <laughs> no. So I was just like 
that person in school, the annoying one that just does yeah. everything and is I like wouldn't have liked you. I'm sorry. The top of everything. Um, I think a lot of that was just I had this innate need to be perfect and to like prove myself. Good old daddy issues, I suppose. Yeah. So yeah, I was kind of living life and doing really well. Mm. And then I got to high school um, and grade eight, I was at a different school to mm-hmm. where I was when I met you yes. at Fairmont. And it was just a terrible year. I experienced a bit of bullying just because I was the colored girl trying to be white, oh. which is an issue by yeah. itself. And I just didn't really fit in and I struggled to make friends and I just became extremely depressed. Mm. I hated going to school, like absolutely hated it. I spent more time at home than I did at school in grade eight. And yeah, that was actually when I started like self-harming. Yeah, I would just like hurt myself yeah yes and I, okay just on that yes so i feel like a lot of people who like haven't been in, at that stage don't really understand self-harm like yes what if you can remember like what at that stage were you thinking like what drives you yeah. to that yeah so there are a couple of opinions some people think it's an attention thing for me it wasn't because i hid yeah you hid it. i hid it as much as i could mm. Um, and then I have listened to other stories and people say it's like some sort of release or high. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like that for me. Yeah. It was more like... Just trigger warning, by the way. Like, if oh, anyone yes. is sensitive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gonna... Yeah. It's a bit hectic. Um, but for me, it was like I was experiencing so much emotional pain, almost to the point where it didn't make sense. Like, my life is really not bad enough for me to feel this bad. Mm-hmm. And so like by physically harming myself it kind of made me feel like okay now i have something to cry about or something to like yeah the physical pain was easier to focus on than the emotional pain so yeah i mean i don't it's maybe different for other people but Mm. that was kind of yeah the issue yeah for me all right thanks and then yeah so eventually we moved me to fairmont and it was miles better (laughs) i often say like my previous school was prison Mm. and anyone who actually went to that school will tell you the same thing okay yes so getting to fairmont it was just so nice like people were just friendly and they smiled and i had just never seen smiling before (laughs) so it was awesome and i feel like other than like the first couple of weeks Mm. once i settled in like i made some really nice friends i'd say so (laughs) And yeah, I, I enjoyed it. The one thing though is that I was very negative, yeah. like very pessimistic, like, you know, and I, I was anxious, not to the point where I was like, I have anxiety, especially because when I, when we were in grade nine, it wasn't really like a, a mm. fad or a thing. People didn't walk around saying I yeah. have anxiety. Yeah. So I was quite a nervous, like anxious person. Yeah and very negative person Mm. and i didn't really know why i just figured like maybe that's how i'm wired and yeah in hindsight i look at it now and i I see it as an issue but at the time yeah it was kind of just how you were yes Mm. and then yeah so it was basically just pessimism and anxiety really Mm. and then the beginning of my grade 10 year was when i met jesus 
And that was like a 180. I was like, praise the Lord. I am the happiest person on the planet. God is so good. I mean, he's still good. Still good. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I was literally like, the beginning of that year was like Mm. incredible. Like just getting to know the Lord. And then I started like having like hectic anxiety. And what was really difficult for me was... I didn't understand it Mm. like I there was nothing to be nervous about and how like I best describe it it was it was quite hectic for me because I would be like in a class and we'd be having an interesting discussion or I'd literally just be doing nothing Mm. sometimes um or I'd wake up in the middle of the night and I'd just have like heart palpitations and it was so hectic like I just felt like yeah everything was like spinning out of control and then I would always need to throw up oh hectic and yeah so it was so much of like a physical thing and I just didn't understand Mm. it like yeah I remember you were like on the bathroom floor with me the one day and I was just like Danielle I just can't anymore because it was so hard because it was also a stressful week that week like everything just built on top of each other and so yeah it was just difficult because okay yes like life wasn't great but i felt like i was in a kind of a quote-unquote good space so to have like anxiety to the point where i'm throwing up all the time it was just it was really really bad and it was very difficult do you think um like having just become a christian at that stage do you think you felt worse that you were having these anxiety attacks despite the fact that you knew god was with you 100 percent. it was so hard because like in my heart like i knew that like god was with me Mm. and i really questioned like do you really have the peace of the lord Mm. like it says like god gives us a peace that surpasses all understanding can you really say that if you're having anxiety if you're having anxiety attacks and so that's something i've really struggled with and through the years as i've learned about mental illness Mm. i've realized that there's a big difference between that and trusting god but we'll talk about that in the next episode a little bit um but yeah i was very discouraging Mm. because like i was just like on like on fire for the lord Mm. so it just yeah you really were and still are didn't it just didn't make sense you know um and then i eventually went to see the school counselor because it was just too much it was interrupting like my life Mm. you know and she said she recommends that i go just go and see a gp and so that's what i did and she put me on a medication it was quite a mild um Mm anti-anxiety um tablet and what was nice about it is you could take up to three a day or just one so it wasn't like a hectic like you have to take it at the same time every day kind of thing was it like just take it as you need to yeah well you had to take it every day but you could take like two yes you could take one you could take three it's just if you were if you were continuously taking three you needed to wean yourself off so your body could get used to it but i was on it and it really really helped um and toward the end of like my grade 10 year like the anxiety had like worn off quite a lot Mm. and so I decided that I was going to go off my meds because mm. I, I didn't ever want to become reliant on medication. Yeah. So I was doing a lot better and I went off my meds. And pretty much a couple of months later, the anxiety was back, mm. like full force. Yeah. And it was something I felt like weirdly ashamed of. Like I didn't 
I didn't tell people about mm. it just because it felt stupid and I didn't understand. Yeah. I mean, also just shows how mental illness is also stigmatized. Yeah. And so, yeah, um, I spoke to the doctor and yeah, it's difficult because you speak to some people and they're like, oh, Zara, but you, you have so much difficult things happen in your life. And I really did. Yeah. Um, so they're like, it's probably that, but I, I just knew like some, yeah. something was wrong, but I really, really struggled with the idea of being on meds. Mm. Um, because even having the experience of being met, being on meds and seeing them help, I was just so afraid. I was like, I don't, I feel like I don't want something to change me or mm. I don't want to like I can't function without this yeah, tablet like yeah. I want to be reliant on God and yeah, not like on yeah. medication and I really really struggled and um obviously this affected the people in my life as mm. well and I had a conversation with my mentor the one day and she said Zara look at it like this you function so much better and you are able to care for the people around you so much more when you are yeah on medication mm. and that was actually like the pushing force for me is like yeah. don't let it be a thing that you do for yourself not i mean you do do it for yourself yeah. but i had to go from the idea of like this is going to help everyone around me as yeah. well yeah um and i also and i still struggle with this a little bit i never ever want to come across as the victim mm. i don't like to victimize myself or feel yeah. sorry for myself or be woe is me kind of thing yeah. um so that approach helped me because i was like okay i'm not doing this just for me i'm doing it because mm. i can just be a better person for the people yeah. around me yeah that makes sense yes so i went on the same meds that i was on um and that was fine and then i when I got to matric, it's matric was a good year, but also like just emotionally, I did not cope. Mm. I was just, yeah, I, I don't even know if there was like, a, I don't know. I don't remember when it started, but I just became very down. Mm. Like everything became a struggle. Like I just like getting up in the morning and having to just do and I, this is like mid year 2017 yeah, and i was just like in a very very bad space and i felt very alone mm. which was difficult because i had people in my life yeah and it's i think that's something that can be very difficult for other people who support people with yeah. mental illness is you're there for them but they don't feel like you're there yeah. for them um and to that i don't even know what to say because it's not like i didn't have all the support i just the felt alone yeah, yeah, you know yeah. and like just my relationships with family and the romantic relationship i was in like it was just very draining very unhealthy mm. and so yeah i just became incredibly depressed and throughout this time i like with regards to my relationship with the lord it was like i still did my quiet times and stuff so i didn't ever reach a point where i was angry with god or yeah. you know i was just unhappy yeah. it like became got to a point where i was like i'm just unhappy mm. but i would never show that no you would never like, like genuinely you wouldn't know um like just thinking back to my trick i mean i probably 
wouldn't have known that you were feeling so down because you kind of just like went about your business like yeah. a part of the RCL, you know, doing well, mm-hmm. doing all the things. Yeah. You know? So I think that was just a huge thing. Like I knew I was very depressed, but I almost couldn't come to terms with it. Mm. I was like, no, Zari, not you. Yeah. You can't fall apart. And I think that's what has been very unhealthy for me. And I've had to like, learn to just feel my emotions because i tell everyone else like mm. no you're allowed to feel sad and you're allowed to feel mm. this but i don't sometimes don't yeah. allow myself you hold to yourself feel. to a higher standard yeah which yeah. isn't just silly okay. <laughs> yeah yeah but yeah it was just it became exhausting just being so unhappy but also having to like put up this facade of like you know mm. in high school again i wasn't like it wasn't like primary school where I was the top of everything, but I was quite yeah. known in yeah. high school. And, and you were involved with a lot of people's lives in terms of mentorship and Exactly. All that. And I just felt like an incredible amount of pressure mm. and not so much pressure that other people put on me. I think I like put that yeah. stuff on myself as well. Are. But you mean you are a bit of a perfectionist when yeah. it comes to that. Yeah, so. big time. So yeah, I was just very, very... Um, depressed and then it got to just before matric finals and i remember it was our week where we had like the polar bear plunge oh, yeah. thing all the, like the last week of matric yes all the fun things that happened yes and it just reached a point where i couldn't cope anymore mm. like i couldn't hold my feelings in like yeah i i was just so so like broken in a sense Mm. and i remember like it was my matric dance but then things fell apart with my dad like we got into contact in my matric year we started talking for the first time in years and then he kind of just went radio silent and i haven't heard from Mm. him since so that was in the september of 2017 and then i wasn't in a great space at home like it wasn't great and um then i had my breakup Mm and i think i just couldn't Mm. deal like i felt just like physically done Mm. and i remember there was a week or like two weeks where i could not sleep i felt on edge all the time Mm, i was drinking like exams was before okay i was drinking like nine cups of coffee a day and i wasn't eating yeah and like obviously a lot of people realize okay something's really not right and so i went to the the doctor and well before i went to the doctor actually i remember there was this one night where i was like it was actually during the day and i just took like a bunch of painkillers i mean i didn't want to kill myself because you can't kill yourself on painkillers um but i was just like i needed to sleep or not be not be around and that was the difficult thing is i couldn't sleep but all i wanted to do was sleep Mm. and i think that's also one of the worst things about depression is the physical toll it takes on you where it's like you want to see friends but you can't Mm. and you want to sleep but you can't and you're hungry but you You have no yeah Yeah. um and i remember like i just like blacked out for that time and i remember well this is like very tmi but i remember waking up and i'd like wet myself while i was asleep um 
and like that's when I realized like wow Zara you actually have no control over yourself right Mm. now and it was very scary for me yeah it's terrifying yeah and then I eventually started we decided like I need to go and see someone Mm. now and for me I was also in the mindset where it's like if you see someone then like makes you weak or yeah. like only like seriously ill yeah. and I, I mean you could argue I was yeah. seriously ill yeah but I was just not mm. coping and but it, I just felt ashamed especially being this like mentor and this person I was like I I yeah. just it was very scary for me to yeah, have to like go and to see someone must be a role model for everyone yes else. yeah um but we decided to go and um see someone and we clicked immediately he was in ministry for 20 years of Mm. his life um and then he went into therapy and he had a medical background as well so he was just like perfect because yeah it's so hard to find a christian who's also practicing Mm. like you know psychologist or whatever yeah so i yeah we just clicked immediately and like i think he really got me is very patient with me and I think the thing about therapy is that it doesn't fix you (laughs) like it's you're not going to go and do therapy and then everything's going to be fine Mm. um but I just side note would tell a lot of people that it's very helpful good um but then I yeah I mean it was helping but I was also still just very very down Mm. And then I went to my my GP and we decided, okay, let's put me on an antidepressant. Mm -hmm. But this was like leading up to matric finals. And the thing with psychiatric drugs is it is a long journey and everyone reacts differently. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's difficult. Yeah. It's Um, not like one um, fits all kind of thing. yeah. Yeah. And so I went on an antidepressant, but they put me on a very low dose so that I wouldn't experience hectic mm. side effects. Okay. Um, and it was like terrible. The first week hectic. was terrible. And then I started like yeah. my exams and I was taking it through my exams. Yeah. And like what, what did it do to you? So I was extremely suicidal okay i thought about death almost all the time and i cried all the time Mm. i remember writing exams and i would cry like in every exam yeah and the like i happened two or three times an invigilator came up to me and i was like the the paper's just so difficult yeah (laughs) i mean i cried in my maths paper too and that was just because i didn't know what to do i mean (laughs) it was terrible (laughs) um yeah I was just like extremely like difficult and yeah like the meds just messed with me I Mm. like my memory was all over the place and I like started cutting again Mm. and like hectically and I remember like I was so on edge like Mm. it made because at this point like the depression and stuff was a lot worse than the anxiety but like this made me so on edge i remember the one night i was lying in bed and i couldn't sleep and i heard something on like i just heard like it literally like a pin drop like mm. and i switched on my lights and there was a cockroach walking oh toward gosh. me and i could hear that like it was yeah horrible which is why i understand why people don't want to go on meds like yeah. after that experience to get me back on meds is a, a yeah, mission a big thing. 
so yeah I that was not fun and then I remember it was the 23rd of November and I'd gone and I'd written business Mm. and my mentor fetched me from school and I was fine she asked me how I was doing and I was like no I'm fine I'm fine whatever and then I got home and it was just like this eruption of emotion Mm. like came from me and I spoken to my ex like the night before and that's all I was pretty much thinking about the day and then I ended up like posting something on my whatsapp mm. status yeah um it was kind of like a very a very personal message but it was almost like when you put yourself mm. in a bad light so I was like trying to show people like oh, he's perfect. terrible but he, yeah. I'm also terrible self-deprecating yes. I don't know if that's the word yeah something like that um and then i started getting messages from people saying well zara this is not right yeah, kind I of like, thing oh, where does this go okay i i remember that so distinctly i also like yeah um yeah so i was like getting all these messages and it was so hard because everyone was just like saying like this is unacceptable kind of thing Hectic. um and then i was like I can't do this and then I phoned my mom had phoned me because she'd obviously been checking up on me Mm. she knew obviously things weren't okay and she phoned me and I was just like yeah I'm fine like Mm. it was just I'd become so conditioned to like replying like I'm I'm fine fine. I'm doing well and then I remember I like took a bunch of my antidepressants and I got in my car which I got the day before you and I just literally drove like around the parking lot and got out Mm. and then I got in the shower and I was washing my hair and I was like I'm gonna kill myself today and what was so crazy is it's nothing like like I expected that like point to be like I would think that you would be an emotional wreck and like it would happen yeah. in this like moments of like mm-hmm. absolute impulsive impulsivity or whatever and i just felt so calm mm. i was like i'm gonna kill myself today and sorry i'm saying this debt in so much detail i just mm. want people to understand like my mind um and so i got out the shower and i I was like praying and what's crazy is I always assume that like people who reach a point where they're that down or whatever Mm. that they are like angry with God or they've lost faith and it wasn't like that at all Mm. for me I just felt like God I'm sorry I disappointed you oh yeah like it that's another feeling altogether as well I was just like you know what Lord like I've really tried Mm. and I'm really sorry yeah but I didn't feel like I was going to hell okay at all you know and I think that's what's so crazy is like I never felt like the Lord had abandoned me mm. which I thought was something I would have felt and I never felt like that I just felt like why mm. why like why would you want to be in a relationship with me why would you want yeah. me Lord like I'm, I'm a mess um so yeah I prayed and then I took my whole box of antidepressants Ew. and it was not how I expected it to be y'all mm. 
I thought that I would like pass out mm. and just like peacefully yeah. die. And I remember like I couldn't like see properly. Yeah. And I had like my legs were wobbly, like I couldn't walk. Mm. And I was like, this is the worst feeling. I'm like, I can't, yeah. I can't. My body, like my heart was like beating and like my vision was blurry. Like there That's was nothing terrifying. like, there was Ew. nothing like nothing calm or peaceful or romantic yeah. about it. Yeah. And I remember I called um, a friend of mine who lived up the road mm. and I was like, you need to come now. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and I still don't know how I managed to actually call her yeah. because like I was just so like my vision was out and like, I just remember it was terrible. Mm. And then, yeah, like they took me to hospital and whatever and i remember like getting to hospital that feeling was like i'm so ashamed mm. like all these people know yeah. what i've done and like what do they think of me mm. and like yeah it was just it was a terrible Take terrible a moment. moment in my life yeah um and then i remember that um like that night like well, first of all, I had to check my heart or whatever. And what was so scary, I always thought that like when you overdose, that they like pump your stomach or whatever. Mm. I don't know if you've ever heard that. Yes, I have. That's not a thing that they ever do. Really? Yeah. So I had to drink two liters of active charcoal. Yucky. Um, and then I remember the doctor saying like, for such a small weight, um, we're going to have, to, you're going to have to stay and we're going to have to monitor your heart like yeah i remember like my therapist at the time he was amazing he sorted everything out for me and me being like a stressor when it comes to school mm -hmm. like I, I really was in a space where i was like i could care less about school yeah. right now yeah that really shows a lot yeah and yeah he i remember like distinctly when he phoned and said listen this is what's happened to one of your matric students when they said my name the woman who was head of academics, she was like, no, there's no way. There's absolutely no way that Ew. it's Zara. And it's just like, I just like, please ask people if they are okay. Mm. Cause you really don't know. Yeah. Like the happiest people could be struggling yeah. the most, mm. like they appear happy. Mm. And so it was really hard just cause so many people knew. And so like a lot of what came from that was apart from me just feeling terrible it was like wow i feel so ashamed now yeah. and yeah straight after being in the hospital they sent me to a clinic mm -hmm. or a psychiatric yeah. place two things just to like if you have any idea it doesn't look like a prison no and it also doesn't look like a resort and a spa i feel no. like these are two things that people <laughs> like yeah. will sometimes see it as and yeah, it was really difficult because it's very draining having to talk about your feelings all day long. Mm, yeah, I can imagine. So, yeah, I was there for, I don't even remember how long. And this is the first time I'd seen a psychiatrist, which, oh, is, which is the first, like, issue is just when a GP prescribes a medication mm. to you, they're not trained in, yeah. like, what medication. They can only do so much. Yeah, that's true. So I'd seen a psychiatrist... Um, and the meds he put me on still didn't 
didn't mm. really work but yeah. like i was kind of at a point where i was like i just need to be better now this yeah. is unacceptable zara pull yourself together mm. and then i left the hospital and then was still really struggling with mm. anxiety and yeah i remember getting out and my first thing was like i need to convince everyone that i am a okay that's when i went on my trick back yeah I'm like, A-okay, like having a good time. straight out of hospital, let's go party. Having the best time. And that is just the the yeah. worst. And I think what's important when you're struggling with like mental illness is you need to be okay with being with yourself. Yeah. Because that's like the scariest thing is yeah, when you have 100%. to actually be with yourself. Mm. And so I just like spent those three yeah. months with people. Yeah, literally every day. Yeah. And it was crazy because like you're not, like you're social. But I like my time alone. Yeah, but not that social. That was yeah. wild, yeah. And so, yeah, I got back to... I started varsity or seminary. And I just started to slowly but surely feel better. Mm. The, um, like, therapy was really helping because we kind of identified, like, I really struggle with rejection. Mm. Like, and it, I mean, it makes sense because my dad... Yeah kind of rejected me but a lot of my like actions and emotional issues came from this like Mm. fear that like people would leave me or that I wouldn't be good enough and then after like putting me on a bunch of antidepressants it got to like a point where the doctor was like okay so you're not depressed yeah um something else is up okay and then after like I'd been seeing him for a, a couple of months so he kind of gotten to know me and then um, I got diagnosed and he said, I'm putting you on the borderline personality disorder spectrum yeah, yeah. and you have bipolar too. Mm. And I remember I saw my therapist the very next day and he was like, I'm so sorry. And how are you doing? Because he said like mm. often the bipolar patients that he's, he has seen once they find out like it breaks them and it was the opposite for me Mm. i was like finally oh my word i know what's wrong so much makes Mm. sense like this just makes so much sense because what people don't understand is bipolar isn't like happy one day sad the next day it is like elevated elongated periods of like being up and Mm. then long periods of being down yeah bipolar one did i say bipolar one early on i'm bipolar two okay bipolar one is like when you go into psychosis and you can do very very Uh, hectic things yeah um and then your lows are quite low Mm. whereas bipolar two your long periods of elevation you feel very energized very Mm. inspired feeling like very goal oriented which is so me like and i was like wow this is like i gotta explain so much makes so much sense and then your lows are very very low you can become very suicidal yeah like so for me it was like wow mm. i'm not crazy there's really something wrong like yeah. with me yeah and i decided i was not going to google i was not going yeah. to research this disease myself mm. i did it with my therapist because i didn't want to see all of these symptoms and then feel the need to take them on uh, yeah, do you know what i mean I so it's like okay because i'm bipolar and this is a symptom of bipolar mm. even though i'm not feeling it that's what i am now i'm going to like make myself feel that uh, okay and i just like remember it was 
it was really hard but it was also like okay now we can get on the right medication and I went into hospital again Mm. and what was different this time is I just felt like ready and in control okay like I, I knew that like I wanted to get better and I remember there was one night where I really wrestled with the Lord because I was like I truly truly have the faith mm. that like I can be without this like mm. I like God can take this away and I can be fine yeah um and like when he didn't I distinctly remember like the verse in Paul that said like when he had a thorn in his flesh yes. And I was like, maybe this is just my thorn yeah. in, in my flesh. And I remember it was around that time where I heard Hills and Valleys, the song yes. for the first time. Yeah. And I was like, this is That's just... That's a beautiful song. It really yeah. is. Um, And I was just like, this is my thing. Like, mm. this is just... It's going to be there. And yeah. I'm going to need to rely on the Lord. And I'm going to have to do what I need to do. Mm. And yeah, the thing is, when you take an antidepressant... And a bipolar patient takes an antidepressant, it has the opposite effect. Oh, hectic. Yeah. So with bipolar patients, it's like you go through a stage where your hormones like overact mm. and then are like completely depleted yeah. at, at a stage. And yeah. so it really was a chemical imbalance, Literally. if that makes you, yeah. helps you understand. And so I went on an anti-anxiety, a mood stabilizer and um, the both bipolar medication they call an snri okay and yeah it it really like i praise the lord because it took me about three months to get on the right meds yeah and i've seen people at where it takes like three years to find the right medication for you and they are doing like genetic testing and stuff Mm. but it's in its early stages so for right now a psychiatrist's job is literally like a puzzle to find the right mixture the right meds for for a patient and i really do think that was the lord like Mm -hmm. once i got to a place of surrender like i could just get on the right medication and i i think like in the next episode i'll really talk about what the medication did for me um but yeah like for two years i've been yeah stable yeah mostly mostly all right yes and i think that's the thing like they've been difficult times Mm. but i've managed to navigate them as a normal human being now yeah um but yeah like there are days that are still very very difficult Mm. but yeah i just yeah i'm okay that's great and i like what is something that you wish more people would like understand let's say about bipolar or about you yeah anything like that i think specifically about bipolar is just like understand that it's not highs and lows all the time like people can go through periods of like seven years where they're on a high and then like three years on a low on a low and so that's why it's so important that you have like a good self-awareness i think another thing was like if you could like say anything to your younger self or like change anything over there like what do you think that would be honestly i i'm grateful for everything i've been through Mm. but i mean would it be nice to have been diagnosed so much earlier 100 percent, because then i would be on the right meds and and stuff um but i think that i just wish that i had been more vulnerable with other people Mm. because i think 
keeping my emotions inside made yeah. everything a hundred times worse. Yeah. So just be vulnerable and don't be afraid to ask for yeah. help. And most people are willing to help. To help. Yeah. Exactly. Or at least like to be some kind of support. Yes, exactly. Um, and then also just like think before you speak, think before you feel. Mm. Um, but that does come with maturity and stuff. Yeah. But still, like yeah, yeah, just don't be so impulsive. Zara. Yeah. And I think um, like just to like from my perspective or like maybe people who are friends with um someone with a mental illness or anything like that like don't take things personally mm-hmm. like I remember um that time in matric where it happened and like I, you didn't tell me what was going on like mm-hmm. you didn't message me at all and I literally like for a day or whatever I literally felt so like like what am I not Aww. good enough you know kind of thing but then I was like that's stupid like, I didn't tell anyone yeah, exactly <laughs> <laughs> like um it's don't take things yeah. personally it's like it's not you <laughs> yeah so do not worry about that it's not you it's me <laughs> literally <laughs> no but even like it's not you either yeah you know like there's so many things it's, it's so multifaceted it really is but yeah yeah anything else that you wish to say not really mm. i just um yeah just be sensitive and yeah yeah just work through your feelings and talk yes talking helps well we'll talk about that yes in, in the, the next, next episode. episode but yeah i just felt like it was important for me to s- for people to see where i've been mm-hmm. so that when we start talking about treatment you understand that it's like yeah i know because i've been there yeah exactly you know but yeah thank you for being so vulnerable thank you for having me i didn't cry or anything i'm so happy yeah if she had cried i would cry i would have cried too and danielle then cries and other people yes, cry and then i would have just been a crying episode really <laughs> <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with crying by the way no not at yeah. all not at all that's not what we're saying <laughs> we like to cry off camera yeah. you see exactly i do enough of that <laughs> <laughs> but yeah thank you so much for listening everyone and thank catch the next for... episode where we talk all about treatment yes and all that exciting stuff yes yeah. and it's an uplifting thing please don't be sad when you hear this like yeah. i'm doing well he's doing well but yeah. yes cool See you guys. Like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Bye. Bye.